Welcome back to the Unfair Advantage Show. Jim Harris, your host, your guide, your business Sherpa on how to be led by Holy Spirit. That's the focus, as you know, of this show, as the Lord told me, and I've shared in the previous episodes that my assignment is to help teach his people, that's you, your unfair advantage in business and all the power that that includes. Well, here we are today. We're almost halfway through the book. We're up to page 88 of this book. It's not a long book. It's not that many more pages, but we're almost halfway through all the teachings. In fact, more than halfway. And today is going to be, and I'm going to say it right now, today is going to be a lesson, a teaching that can and should literally change the rest of your life. I'm going to say that again because I mean it. This lesson, this teaching, and how to be led by Holy Spirit, it's the third of six keys that He taught me on how to hear His voice and how to be led by Him, this has been perhaps the most pivotal lesson that I've learned in learning how to follow Holy Spirit for my business, but also my life. That's how critical this lesson is. I'm not overstating it. You're going to see. And if you have the book, I hope you do. Turn to page 88. Turn to page 88 because that's where we are right now. Today's lesson is entitled, Seek a Witness. Seek a witness. Now, there are six keys to being led by Holy Spirit. A couple of shows ago, show number 11, we taught you how to practice. That's the first step. Just practice, practice, practice. Keep on practicing, keep on practicing. Last show, we talked about how to check before you act. Check before you act. Practice and check. Now, when you think about, and when you go back and read the book and, you know, the e-books and all the other social media channels that I teach this on, when you practice and when you check, you're doing that by yourself. That's what you're doing. I'm practicing and I'm checking by myself with the Spirit of God living in me to the throne room. But now we're moving from just me into actually bringing and inviting someone else to come in and help me to make sure that I'm hearing the voice of God. Seek a witness. How do you define a witness? Well, a witness is defined simply as one who has personal knowledge of something, or really, it's simply a third-party confirmation. Now you're at the point to where, you know, this is I've practiced, I've checked, I'm just really, really confident this is what the Lord has for me. But sometimes you might need someone else to come in and help you confirm it. This is what I'm going to teach you today. Now, there's three ways that the Lord taught me. Three ways that the Holy Spirit taught me on how to seek a witness. And we're going to take a little bit of time on this one today because this is so critically important. Three ways on how to seek a witness. Here's the first. The first is really just more a reminder than anything else. As you seek a witness, as you seek a witness... The first way to seek a witness is remember, remember this, Holy Spirit is your true witness, is your true witness. Proverbs 14.5 reads, a faithful witness does not lie. Holy Spirit is your faithful witness, and he does not lie. But a false witness will utter lies. Should you sometimes get someone else involved and ask their insight into decisions you're making? Yes, 
Absolutely. You don't have to all the time, but it's perfectly acceptable to seek a witness. But remember, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is your absolute true witness. And let me just share with you a bunch of verses. And you can look these up on your own. Here's a bunch of verses about the true witness of Holy Spirit. When you're seeking Him as a true witness and you're ready to make that decision and you've, just, you've practiced and you've, and you've checked and you've, you're really ready to launch it and you're seeking that final witness, a true witness gives you peace. Philippians 4.7, we talked about that on the last show. Peace gives you unity in the Spirit. Ephesians 4.3 gives you patience. Galatians 5.5, 5. the true witness gives you strength. Ephesians 3, 16, gives you insight, spiritual insight, 1 Corinthians 2, 10, gives you joy, 1 Thessalonians 2, 6, uh, 1, 6, and gives you comfort, Acts 9, 31. These are just a few of the examples of where the true witness, biblical teaching examples, gives you peace, unity, patience, strength, insight, joy, comfort, and so much more. Remember, Holy Spirit is your true witness. But, just like we saw in Proverbs, a false witness will utter lies. It could be a person, but it also simply could be the devil himself. Sometimes even your flesh comes up. A false witness, now get this, compared to peace, unity, patience, strength, insight, joy, comfort, a short list. A false witness, this is what they push you toward. A false witness will push you toward turmoil and discomfort and anxiety and say you're too weak or give you confusion or fear or even stress. If that's what you're feeling in this decision, it could be coming from a false witness trying to make stop you from actually doing what God wants you to do. Stress is not always bad. There's positive stress. When you know that you know that you know. I knew I was supposed to launch this show. I knew the Lord told me that I'm supposed to broadcast this message to the world. I had no clue how to do that. And through His grace, and through actually the Jesus Christ CEO Institute and Jesus Christ CEO Media, that's what's bringing this to you. They are the sponsors of the Unfair Advantage Show. They sowed into me so that I could create this studio and hire J.D. Cobb and, and the social media team that we have. It's through their gifting. It was through their witness. Yes, Jim, you need to get this message out to the world, and we're going to help you. Was there some stress? Yeah, I'm thinking, my gosh, I've never done this before in this format. That's positive stress. That's not bad, fearful stress. So what I'm saying to you is that as you study this, as you go forward in activating the power of Holy Spirit in your business, you're going to practice, you're going to check, but also as you seek the witness, remember, Holy Spirit, first and foremost, is the true witness. And now that we've launched this, and now we've got the social media going, and Dr. Jim Harris Ministries is going really, really well, much better than I thought it would in less than a year, I am now in peace and unity and patience and strength and insight and joy and comfort that this is exactly where I need to be and doing exactly what I need to be doing with my life. I'm experiencing the same thing that I'm teaching you that he taught me years ago. So, as you seek a witness, first and foremost, seek the witness inside you. Holy Spirit is already inside you, and He will bring you all of these true witness gifts. Now, the second thing to consider as you seek this witness is that 
one witness is enough. You don't need 63 pastors praying for you when it comes to the decision you might need to make in your business or in your life. Literally, one witness is enough. Romans 8.16 is one of the core verses of Our Unfair Advantage and the book Our Unfair Advantage, Romans 8.14-16. Romans 8.16 reads, The Spirit Himself bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. You've probably never been taught, or maybe you have been taught this. I wasn't taught this until I started learning it. Actually, I have two spirits that are melded together. I have my spirit that I was born with, which was not of God. But when I accepted Jesus as my Savior, His Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit came into me, and now those two spirits are one, my spirit and His Spirit. One witness is enough when I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm supposed to do something, and I have that witness of Holy Spirit. I'm seeking His witness to do whatever it is it might be. One witness is enough. I could go on and know a whole other teaching. We could know the show on Paul when just before he went to Rome and the prophet came and said, whoever wears this belt is going to be persecuted. And Paul said, none of these things move me. We're going to come to that teaching in just a couple of more shows. None of these things move me. He had enough of a witness that he knew that he knew that he knew. Even with potential stress and discomfort coming forward, that's okay. This was of the Lord. He was to walk this path. So, so far, what I wanted you to get in this, in this teaching, you practice and you check. And now, number three, you're seeking a witness. Holy Spirit is your true witness. He's the one that brings you the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, thoughtfulness, self-control. And that one witness may be enough. When you're seeking a witness, you may not need anything else than Holy Spirit. But now, the rest of this show, and this is particularly true as I was beginning to learn myself, I needed some confirmation, some third party, if you will, confirmation. Is this really right? Am I on the right track? This is where I started going to men and women who were and had been walking this road for years and years and years in business and in life. This is where I went to other people and asked their witness on what I, but I was learning how to do it myself. And so I really reached out for confirmation that, yeah, that this, this is the way to go. You know, this seems good. Looking for the third party confirmation. I'm going to encourage you to do a Bible study. And if you care enough for, to allow me to be your teacher, your apostolic teacher, to teach you things that you need now for the future, an apostolic teacher, that is truly my anointing. That, I'm just getting you prepared for things that are to come. There's a lot of things coming we're going to be talking about in the future about business and how to prepare you for what's coming in the next many years in the business community. If you allowed me to walk along with you, I'm preparing you just like in Acts 15. I want you to go and study this. Acts 15. This is what I'm suggesting to you as a teacher. Acts 15, as some of some of you may already know, is the Jerusalem Council. That's the 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 uh, chapter in in Acts where all the preachers, if you will, all the preachers came and they had a meeting in Jerusalem, and there was one huge fight going on, one huge argument about should we force circumcision or no circumcision? Circumcision, no circumcision. What should we do? Should we force 
this upon. Should we go back to the law? And there was a big, if you will, a bunch of preachers in a room fighting about this one doctrine. And in the end, James, the brother of Jesus, who didn't really believe in Jesus until after the resurrection, he was the main man. He was the leader, as you know, many of you know, of the church in Jerusalem. Everybody, including Peter, came and they submitted to the leadership of James in these decisions of doctrine of the church. Here's a phrase that you're going to see three times in Acts 15, and this is what I want to point you out to about a witness. Three times you're going to see this phrase in the New King James Version and other versions of chapter 15 of Acts. And the phrase is, it seemed good to us and Holy Spirit. It seemed good to all of us and Holy Spirit. It seemed good. That must have been a pretty popular phrase at the time, this concept, because it's three times in Acts 15 that the witness, the witness of all these preachers, it seemed good to all of us and Holy Spirit, the witness together, to write a letter and say, no, you don't need circumcision to be a part of the family. It seemed good. Now, let me share with you how important that is in my life. Two things. I'm going to give a personal example first. It seemed good. It seemed good to seek a witness. <clears throat> this has had a major impact on my marriage. A very positive, huge influence on my marriage. And I'm going to come to the business in just a second. Let me just give you some personal examples. When Brenda and I, or I have a decision I'm looking to reach or a thought that I have, it could be something about the family itself or it could be about the ministry. In fact, recently we've gone through dropping the for-profit Dr. Jim Harris work of keynoting and all the books I've written and all what I used to do in terms of consulting, but then coming into a full-time business ministry, 501c3, here in America. That was a huge decision. What I've learned by this over the years is I don't go ask Brenda, and she's a brilliant, I mean, J.D. knows her, J.D. Cobb, here's my um, producer right here with me in the studio. He knows Brenda well. She's a sharp gal. I, I don't know how, how I got so lucky, but I don't go to Brenda. This is what I don't ask her. Now, listen, I don't go to Brenda and say, Honey, how do you feel about this? Honey, what do you think about this? Brenda, what's your opinion on this decision? Do you know why I don't do that? Go back to the earlier shows. When I start asking, how do you feel about that? Now I'm getting into her physical feelings. I don't want to be feelings-led. I don't want Brenda's feelings to manage me. She doesn't want my feelings to lead her. Well, what do you think about this? That's being head-led. What's your opinion on? I don't ask her that anymore. I say, honey, do you have a witness on this decision? What seems good to you? Now, hold on for that for just a second. Don't, let's not move past this too fast. Look at the difference a simple, profound, prophetic question can mean in your life, even with your spouse. Instead of asking, how do you feel? What's your opinion? Do you think this is, do you think this is good? Just say, do you have a witness on this? What's Holy Spirit telling you about this decision? Just like in Acts 15, 
Does this seem good to you, honey, that we do this? Do you have a co-witness in the spirit with me? Does this seem good? Imagine how much more powerful and how much more at peace and joy you will be when with your spouse, with your friends, that you seek a witness with them instead of asking them their opinion. Do the numbers add up? You know, you know what, what, what's your thought on this? No, 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 no. Seeking a witness, seeking a co-witness through Holy Spirit, because guess what? Brenda has the same spirit in her that I have in me, the power of Holy Spirit. And when I need to go beyond a check for myself, remember, practice, check, and now seek a witness, I want to know what Holy Spirit is telling her about this decision and just to see if I'm sensing correctly. And sometimes it'll be yes, and sometimes it'll be no. And if she doesn't have a complete sense on it, and maybe she doesn't have the background that I have, and I explain some things, and oh, yeah, ooh, yeah, that seems good to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Do you know how much more excited I am when I have a witness of my wife on a decision in business? Do you know how how incredible that is? Now I want to share with you, I want to put it into business practice now. That's changed the way that I approach my wife and how I even lead my life with her, how I am as a husband to her. I seek a witness in everything rather than opinions and feelings and all that. I tell you one thing, we were not cash flow led going into a full-time ministry, I promise you. I am making decisions now I never would have made as a for-profit business owner because the numbers don't add up. But through the witness, we're taking that step of faith and we're seeing unbelievable return on our faith because we have a witness. Yes, we know God's asking us to do it. It's not always easy, but hey, we know in the end it's going to be magnificent. Now, I want to take this secret witness into business. You've just heard, you have just heard out of my own lips, the greatest team building strategy ever for your business. I want to share with you the greatest team-building strategy you could ever have for your business, and that is to seek a witness. If you have in your business with you, be a colleague, a boss, an employee that has the power of Holy Spirit already alive in them, that they're a believer, that they understand, in fact, maybe you've gone with them and, and you've listened to our Unfair Advantage shows and read the book and discussed it, I encourage you to do that. The greatest team-building strategy you could ever have is to come up and ask a colleague, Tony, Steve, Abby, here's the decision that I'm about to make. Here's something I'm thinking about. Do you have a witness on that decision? Does it seem good to you that our business do this? Number one, imagine the confidence that those men and women have in you seeking their witness. Number two, What a confirmation it will be when they come back to you and say, yeah, boss, yeah, friend, yeah, employee. That seems good. That seems good to me. That seems of God. That seems of Holy Spirit. Let's do this together. There is no greater team-building strategy in the world than when you seek a witness with your employees, with your colleagues, with men and women at work, that they say, yes, this is good. Let's go forward. In fact, I'll let you know that one of the biggest changes I've made in my business ministry, it's a, I'm a focused in business. It's a ministry for business people. 
what I now call partners, not clients, what I now call partners. Most of the partners I have are men and women that know that I'm in, in ministry now. But they ask me simply to be a co-witness for them in much of what they do in their business. I can't tell them how to run their business. They don't ask me how to run their business. But I have international real estate investors and, and house buyers and improvers and, you know, and, and flippers that I walk with as partners and say, and they bring me their situations, and we seek the Lord, and do you have a witness on this? And I have others in church ministries. I have executives in large mega churches that say, do you have a witness? Will you walk along with me as a witness? I have men and women in much smaller businesses saying, Jim, can, can we just chat about this? Can, can you intercede with me? Over this, Do you have a witness that seems good to you for what you know about what we're doing? That's how I'm walking now. Literally, much of what I do with businesses these days is walking alongside them, I say, as a business Sherpa, helping them walk up their mountain of sphere of influence in business, helping them get to a higher level of altitude, a, a higher level of realization of how powerful Holy Spirit can be and the kingdom of God bring it to earth. So as a, as a spiritual business Sherpa, I'm just walking along with these men and women, and I'm helping them seek a witness in things they're doing, how they're launching their business, growing their business, sitting on their boards of directors. I'm that type of Sherpa, if you will, that type of a counselor, that type of guide. But from a sense of Holy Spirit, more than what I thought I used to know in business best practices. That's how I'm living my life now. This is so important. This can literally change the way not only you live your life and you do your business, but this could literally, as you seek a witness and learn how to do that and learn how to do it effectively through others that you know are led by Holy Spirit, this can transform the way you do business for the glory of God. That's how important this particular step in the process. This is the third, third key. We still have three more to go in terms of how to be led, fully integrating this into doing something. This is just the third. The next three or four shows will finish up from right out of the book. This is what I've learned since writing the book. That's why this part of this is so important. It's taken eight years to get to this point to do the show because the Lord said, I'm going to teach you how to do it. I want you to write a book. This is your fundamentals. This is you how to grip a golf club. This is how to hold the football before you throw it. These are the fundamentals on how to be led. But Jim, I've got several years for you to learn how to take this. I want you to apply it. I want you to learn from it. I want you to work out with other people on it. And then, I didn't even know it at the time, we're going to launch an international business ministry to teach this to people around the world. That's why we're doing what we're doing right now. And this lesson, how to seek a witness, is critically pivotable. Pitiful. Pitiful. Not pitiful. Pivotable. <laughs> this is important for you to get. As in, I'm a speech major. I should be able to say pivotal better than that. See, I can laugh at myself. You should be able to laugh at yourself. And when it comes to seeking a witness, it's a fun thing to do because when you get that witness, Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. So this was an important lesson for me. This was an important teaching. And I hope you get the sense of how pivotal this can be. See, I said it properly that time. Good for me, speech major. 
this can be critically important for the rest of your life. I hope you get that. I know I keep saying it over and over, but sometimes we need to hear the same thing. I want this to go deep in your spirit. I'm again led just to pray this into you, just to pray this into you very quickly as we end today's show. Holy Spirit Ruach, made this lesson and whatever, whatever you have, even more so for the men and women hearing this, may you just reconfirm to them. May you come even more alive to them today as you say, yes, I'm here. I am your witness. I am enough. But it's perfectly fine to you to go and seek other witnesses that are led by me as well. And then together, just as I taught Jim in Acts 15, when it seems good to us in Holy Spirit, then the power of the entire body goes forward. The entire body goes forward. And this can be the greatest business team building strategy ever is to seek a witness in the business. Jim, you've said it. You've taught now let me do my work. Let them come to me now for confirmations on what it means to seek a witness with me. And I say, yes, Holy Spirit, I have done what you've asked me to do. It's your work. Your, it's your results, not mine. May any, something we've said today, may something I've said through your anointment profoundly change lives into eternity. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Have a little, have a little church there. Because this is so important. This lesson is a little bit longer, but it's that important. And I want you now from ever from this day forward to seek a witness with Holy Spirit and others in a fresh way. We'll see you on the next show. Come on back. Much more to teach. Much more to teach. See you next time.